What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everybody's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Zach DiDonato. Hey, what up, everybody? How we doing? What's How up, man? Doing? Dude, not much. Just uh, supposed to be at work right now. So. Well, work from home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't... <laughs> Work from home is probably the best thing ever invented. So it's awesome because that has saved me with a lot of episodes. Oh, so many! Because Gotham, uh, I love the studio. This is my favorite place to do it. Yeah. But they they're nine to five or nine to six. You know, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people who work day jobs and also do comedy, it's like, yeah. Hey, how do you feel about calling in sick for a few hours? Yeah. That's what, yeah. And people will do it because exposure, baby. That's what I'm saying. Here's here's a here's a hack for some people. You probably already do this, but if you're on like WebEx or Slack, just put your phone on never sleep mode. Leave it open, charge it. Your boss will never know. Okay. Oh, because it sees when it's yeah, active. You'll have stuff? a little green bubble in the corner, and then your boss does never even expects. Oh, that's anything. super smart. So just put the display settings on never yeah. sleep. Never sleep, you're golden. Wow. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. It's a play. Fucking hacking. All right. Well, Zach, plug everything up front before we get too far into anything. Uh, Instagram, social media, any shows you have coming up, anything like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, this will come me out on Monday. Instagram. Uh, Zach underscore Didonato, TikTok, same thing. Zach underscore Didonato, don't have you know a huge following or anything like that. But um, I don't know how many listeners are from California. I'll be out in California August seventeenth through the twenty third. I'm uh, doing a show in Oakland on eighteenth, and then I'm going down to LA doing a few shows out there. I think on the twenty second. Oh yeah. So well, shit, man. I'm glad you told me. Yeah, I got a lot of friends out there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so I wanted to have you on. Uh, you have had an interesting journey compared to some of my other guests, just as far as like comedy and things like that, because you were doing other stuff before you got into comedy. So I want the listeners to kind of get to know you. Uh, you're not originally from New York, correct? No, I grew up in San Francisco. So okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's what I thought you were yeah. from. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up in New York? Like, how did you even get here? Cause I know you played college soccer. Yeah, yeah. Played some, played some soccer. So I, uh... to quote the town when he shoots the guy in the leg, there goes college soccer. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So I grew up in, uh, yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area, a small town outside of uh, San Francisco. And then, uh, you know, I just grew up playing soccer there. Actually, after high school, I went to Italy because I was pretty young. Were um, you that good at soccer to play professionally? Because you talked about this on stage, and that was a big thing where I was like, oh, shit, like, that's awesome. I was I was good enough to play in Italy's, like, fourth division because they have, like, probably eight divisions. Okay, because I know so, it's the same thing. Anybody who watched Welcome to Wrexham knows all about the tiers and stuff yeah. for English soccer. Yeah. So it's the same thing in Italy. and It's fairly similar. English soccer is a little bit more brutal, but um, 
Yeah, just so my family's Italian, so I was like, all right, let's go to Italy. I'm was young. this at 18? Like right this after was, high school? Yeah, I was actually 17. So I graduated high school at 17, so I okay. took a gap year. And uh, yes, yeah, so I went out to Italy and uh, I was there for about so many questions. Like eight months, yeah. Did you go, you said a gap year. Did you go to Italy because you're like, oh, my family's Italian and I want to check out Italy and maybe I'll play soccer? Or were you recruited by a team in Italy and then you're like, oh, well, I'll go play? Yeah, so, so how it worked out. So I guess how soccer youth works out in, uh, in the U.S. is there's academy teams and then every year, in, actually in Tampa, in Tampa, Florida, gang, they gang. have a tournament. Uh, uh, yeah, a development academy tournament. And so this is where it's like all the MLS teams have academies mm -hmm. and then there's also other academies around. And so I played for one out in California, we went out to Florida and this was my senior year, I was still 17. And uh, some scouts from, from Italy, it was like a youth academy out in Italy. It wasn't affiliated with any teams, okay. but they were they were pretty tied close to uh, Perugia, which is a second division team in, in Italy. But, um, you know, I was young. I didn't want to go to college yet. Um, I was looking at some colleges, but I didn't, you know, like. Were you being recruited yeah. for soccer for college? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't teams that I was super interested in. Yeah. And I felt like I still needed a year because for soccer, it's like so people don't get for, for basketball. If you're like a, a top talent, they're going to talk to you yeah i mean like they they've seen you they've seen your aau clips whatever it may be for soccer it's not like that we're not like a soccer country you know yeah and so they yeah because uh, it's the same thing in the south for football because football's king in the south yeah so like if if you're good enough like they'll see also hear about you yeah exactly. we had one guy on our team who was fucking awesome jeremy campbell and i remember he was like we had like Clemson and Florida and Florida State like showing up and yeah. we're like everyone Damn. everyone else is looking around like yeah. time to shine baby yeah. let's turn it on yeah everybody that's always all the other players are like I right, this guy thinks he's getting crew to check me out like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you're like sitting on the bench you ain't seen yeah. nothing yet watch this board drill yeah coach you see that one yeah but uh so then you you obviously you decide like hey I don't want to go to college just yet I want to take some time and then you're like okay let's go try Italy yeah so. You have to reach out to a lot of the coaches because, yeah. you know, they're not really looking at you. And so, yeah, I was at this tournament. There was an a, a Italian academy there called ISM. And um, they reached out to me after the tournament and was like, hey, we do this program in Italy where you can come stay for – I think I was there for like eight months. And what then, position did you play in soccer? I played center back or outside back. So okay. I played so yeah, center defender or on the outside. And uh, so I went out, went out to Italy. I was there for, for eight months. And you play against other, you know, fourth, fifth division teams, some th some third division, but they're really good. And all of our guys are like 18, 19, 20, 21, maybe. Yeah. And they're from all around the country. Like half of the teammates didn't speak English. Um, some of them did. And uh, Do you speak Italian? I did because I took Italian all through high school. Okay. And I mean, I've lost a lot of it now, but. But you uh, knew enough to survive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I say that all the time. If I got dropped in the middle of Mexico, I could get my, I could get out. You like, get I know by. enough Spanish where I'd be all right. Exactly. Yeah, you can get by. And we were also taking classes there. But um, so we would, on the weekends, we would travel to other parts of Italy to play teams. Mm -hmm. And then during the week, we had practice every day and then class. And then about halfway through. When you say class, what do you mean? Just three hours of Italian class. Okay. It. So just yeah. to learn. Okay. Because I had, I mean, you have like Argentinians, Brazilian kids. Yeah. You know, Russian, like from Nobody everywhere. speaks Italian. Zero people speak Italian. And so it's, you're communicating with like mostly your hands. Yeah. Because they don't understand like what's yeah. happening. There was a few Americans there, a kid from Mexico. Um, but yeah, so we had class all through the week and then we would uh, practice all week and then we'd play teams on the weekends and you're playing against like full grown dads. Yeah. And like then, men. Yeah. It's like fourth division teams, fifth division, third division. And then these guys still think they're getting a call from yeah. like, 
Yeah. I'm trying I mean, to think of a big Italian team. They're getting they're getting paid still, but it's nothing yeah. crazy. It's like what a hundred bucks a game, which isn't bad. You know, if you have another job, it's not yeah. terrible. And uh I mean shit, if someone was gonna offer me a hundred bucks a show, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's yeah, do that's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. And so we'd play against these teams, and if you did well enough in the games, their coach would call our coach and be like, Hey, send this kid to our practice. Because he's a, it's an academy. Yeah. Okay. And so um yeah, that, that's kind of a lot of the kids were. I knew I was going back to college, but mm-hmm. well, I didn't know my mom did. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, you'd, you know, you'd get you hear from your coach and whatnot. And a lot of kids ended up staying. Did you get calls about you? Yeah, there was a team in right out or there's a smaller team within Perugia, which is a town we stayed in. It was called Tavernella. And it was Tavernella. Uh, yeah, super Italian. And it was, uh, they liked young kids because, you know, they, they could yeah, develop. Yeah, they're Italian them. fucking yeah. creeps. <laughs> that too, those priests, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I got this offer from Tavernella. I would go practice with them uh, for a while. And then once I told them, I was like, look, I, I can't like stay here yeah mom said Mom's i gotta like you're mom going. said i gotta be back home yeah so and this whole time i was also talking to coaches in the u.s yeah I was talking to college coaches and whatnot and uh and then about halfway through i had no idea but um this is like a, an experience that very few people have so they they there's one spot and one coach that the north korean national team will kim jong-un will let the youth team go practice with. And it's this coach in Italy and happened to be in our town. So we would practice wait, wait, and wait, play wait, against wait. them. So Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. The, uh, what do they call him? The Magnificent Dictator. Yeah, the man. Or what, whatever they call him over there. Yeah. He lets his North Korean national team practice outside of North Korea with only one other team. So, yeah. So it's the under-23s. Yeah. So it's not their full team. But these kids were the best players I've ever played against. The, the North Koreans. They were like... And you happened to play against them. We like have, you so happenstance, it was you. So that coach coached us and them. It okay. was like it was like because they would train in North Korea all year and then like so three, wait, four the, months the, out of the year. The coach coached. of the North Korean national team is an Italian coach? No, he's a he's a uh he's a North Korean guy, but they like to get they know Italians are known for defending. Okay. And so they would bring that team over to this Got guy it. to okay, teach kind of a different yeah. style of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I the, watched Ted Lasso, I'm with you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Great show, great show. Um, but yeah, so they would bring they would bring those guys uh, over, and they already had a few guys that were training with like first division, second division team in Italy. That's how good they were. Yeah. And um, so then, how does this get set up? One day you guys wake up and they go, "Hey, for practice today, we're going to play the North Koreans under twenty three." That's the thing is you had to be at a certain level yeah. to play and practice with them. So we would have our team practice together, and if you and the coach was like, "You're good enough to go train with these guys." Um, they practice at a separate field and you'd go train with them. And so you'd, did you train with them? I, about, about like two months in, I worked my way into training with them and was it ridiculous? They were like 10 times better. Yeah. There's a national team. They're they're on the national team. I couldn't touch them. You know, it was, it was insane. And, uh, that's when you realize too, is like, once you see these guys is well off the bat, they hate Americans. So we got fights every single practice. Like actual fights? Actual fights every single practice, dude. Like not repped, right? Every time, yeah. Yeah, they're little. Yeah, they're tiny guys. And uh yeah, so literally every (laughs) without a doubt, someone would make a remark about Kim Jong. Someone would make some type of remark to Hey, how's that butch lesbian that's running your country? (laughs) Exactly. I mean that's not how I feel, but I'm saying that's what (laughs) they all the same haircuts too, just bowl cuts. (laughs) 
That's what but, a, an American playing Italian soccer would say. Yeah, exactly. And they would. Uh, so, like, would you come to blows? Like, start throwing fists and stuff, or was it just like we'd get in each other's face and like hold me back, hold me back? We're soccer players. We yeah, kick. we kick. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was like studs. It was, and it's one of those things. I'm sure it happens in football. You have, uh, you know, you can take cheap shots and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so there'd be a lot of that. Yeah, I can imagine. Just fight, fight Probably one of the craziest things I ever saw was. As far as fights, and this doesn't happen in soccer because you guys don't have like helmets and pads, but a defensive tackle. Um, when I was in high school, this massive man put it. So we were all on the sideline, and then there was a corner who's a lot smaller on a knee, like just watching practice. This defensive tackle walked up and put his dick on his shoulder pad, and he was like, "Hey, what's that?" And the corner turned and was like, "What the fuck?" The corner took his helmet and smashed the dude, the defense, because he couldn't fight the defensive tackle. He was like three times the size. Yeah. Smashed him across the head with his helmet. Wait, this is mid game? No, no, no. This was in a practice, but like, that's probably as far as like cheap shots and fights and stuff. That's the crazy, like, there's fights all the time. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, you know, you you hit someone in the uh, the dick while you're like in the middle of practice or something. Or you throw sand in somebody's eyes. Yeah. I've done that before playing on the defensive line. Yeah. As soon as they hike the ball, you toss sand up in the offensive lineman's face. Yeah. You're like, oh, swim move. Hey. That's Um, stuff you don't see yeah, yeah you because have no idea would be happening but the, the the craziest like fight cheap shot thing i ever saw was this this small corner took his helmet and just blasted the dude across it and they're heavy the helmets are heavy yeah, and yeah. I was, we were all like holy shit was in college no this was in high school oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i grew up outside daytona gang gang baby jesus man so you guys are getting in fights with the North Korea. How does it like? Do you guys ever win in practice? Like, do you ever get one over on them, or are they just dominating all the time? Um, well, here's the thing: if they tried, we're not winning a game. Yeah. The thing is, they were so like lazy about it because it was like their time off essentially. Yeah. Right? They're in North Korea training hard all year, and this is like their vacation, so they wouldn't take practice super serious a lot of times. In the games, they would, but uh, yeah, practice they, they didn't really. They would like chain smoke in the locker room. <laughs> They didn't care like at all. <laughs> but they were awesome. some of the best players I've seen in my life. Yeah. And um yeah, so they would and the, the that's when you notice the differences too of of how were they they were uh brought up cuz they they had no idea what a cell phone was. Mm-hmm. Like you would be playing on your phone, you'd like take a picture. One of them one of my Yeah, cuz you're much younger than me. So you guys had like iPhones readily available yeah, at this time. We had fully phones. And uh so yeah, they didn't they didn't know a lot of technology and um they didn't understand like the the concept of a picture that yeah. you could just like freeze an image. And so one of my friends like took a selfie with one of them and the guy turns like turns while he's taking the selfie and just grabs his phone and just throws it against the wall. Cuz he had no idea. Yeah, he, he was like freaked out like what this thing was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, cuz they had, I mean they would just sit in the in the common room like when we weren't practicing and just play dominoes like nobody's on a phone, nothing. No one knows about no. television or phones or anything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was it was it was crazy because you hear about it on the news you're like can't be that bad yeah. you get there and you're like oh my god these guys don't know yeah there's anything. no internet there's yeah. no knowledge there's no like literally source nothing. of information yeah. yeah wow so then what ha- does mom call the coach and say Zach needs to come home for dinner or like what happens how did you end up getting back <laughs> no so I uh, I so the season was ended in I think April it was okay and then so which means the college season for. Soccer, your preseason generally starts in September, and I've been talking to all these coaches and mm-hmm. whatnot. So I had to come back, and I had to play on a summer team here, uh, Burlingame Dragons. They're like a – they don't exist anymore. But uh, it was a summer team, USL2. So wait, were you – before the summer team, are you like – because you're talking to coaches and stuff, are you 
like aware like oh i'm gonna get a full ride or like anything like that or were you just like trying to make a team like as a walk-on like what's that process like yes. you're on the other side of the world it's not like you can show up for a tryout yeah that's the thing is so co- when you're talking to coaches out there is one they hear playing italy it, it you know it's pops up in their mind okay this yeah. kid can actually play probably and then the second one is immediately you send them tape mm-hmm. and so once i see the tape that's can, the trick i did with football yeah because i took i took about a year off too and i was sending film to all because i didn't want to play d2 like you were saying earlier like all these random schools will be like hey do you want to yeah. come play for us and it's like yeah. no absolutely not yeah, exactly. actually i don't want to at all <laughs> so th- there was like these small d3 and yeah. d2 schools that were like hey come play and i was like absolutely so when I took some time off in between high school and college, I sent out 119 DVDs because Jeez. there's 119. Well, there's 119 D1 schools. Oh, you had to mail them back then. Yeah, DV, you had to oh, mail that's DVDs. Bruh. You're hustling. Yeah. <laughs> so my uncle and I got together. We put together like this cover letter and this whole thing and yeah. sent them all out. But it's the same kind of thing where. Because I was from Florida and I played at 6A, which was the biggest d- district in Florida, was mm-hmm. 6A, and we had, my team that I was on had made the playoffs a couple times. Yeah. So saying I played for a 6A school that made the state playoffs every year in the state of Florida, coaches, especially in like fucking, you know, some of these other states are like, oh, this kid can probably play because he's playing at the highest level. And Florida's probably one of the best recruited states. Yeah. Florida and California and Texas are the three best. I argue that Florida is the best. Yeah. Um, And it's like half the size of the other two states, but we have more recruits come out of Florida. So that's the thing. It's like you send them a letter saying where you're from and where you played, and then you send them a tape, and they're like, yeah, this guy. guy Because you're playing against the hardest competition in the country. So they know, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing where they're like, all right, well, we can't see him in person, but obviously. And I just lied. I was yeah, like, yeah, it was all state. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you, They're not going to check the newspaper. It's like newspaper. your resume. You're just like, yeah, I did this, this, yeah. and this. <laughs> all of it's slightly true. Maybe. Yeah, it's all yeah. like, you could argue it's true. Yeah. Um, so then you end up, where did you end up going when you came back as far as uh, to play? So what happened was I been talking to coaches and we got a winter break. So I actually came home in December for about a month and then went back to Italy. But during that month, I went to ID camps Okay. because they usually you know, invite you to different ID camps. And, What's an ID um, camp? You just go play. It's like, it's probably two days on the weekend where you're probably playing six to eight games. Oh, so just it's just soccer, soccer, soccer. That's okay. all it is. Just to see who can actually play. Who can hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is against. Um, I didn't realize there was so many, because in the college sports that I'm aware of from high school to college, it's, you play well, you get recruited, and you go to college. Like, I didn't realize there was this whole sub-genre for soccer. Yeah. There's, like, camps and, like, oh, specialty yeah. academies and yeah. all this. It's – it's people don't uh, – yeah, people don't understand that because we don't really care about soccer. Well, yeah, but, I mean, obviously some people care about soccer if yeah. there's all this stuff going on for it. Yeah. I mean, now we're just sending guys to Europe, but uh, we are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's yeah. true. Dude, I thought I thought U.S. was on get the come-up. on the mic. I thought U.S. was on the come-up for soccer, and then we bring – Messi to the United States. Yeah. And he's like, he's still great, but he's out of his prime. And then he's just wrecking our players. I know. <laughs> like, God damn it. Dude, this was a thing during the World Cup. So I work with a lot of guys from Bangladesh. And yeah. Argentina is like the Bangladeshi national team, basically. Like, yeah. they love Messi. And really? They love, yeah. And so I was talking so much. I was like, Messi's over the hill. Like, at the yeah. start of the World Cup, just talking so much yeah, you shit. Have to. <laughs> and, uh, and then everything that happens, happens. And then he comes to enter Miami. And now, like, a lot of the guys I work with are like, yeah, we're flying down to Miami to go watch Mets. And I'm like, yeah. you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. And he's just destroying people. Oh, I mean, his start couldn't have been better. I know. Like, to get called in on that penalty kick oh and then God. just nail it. Yeah. Be like, Top what's up? 94th. It's like, what's I'm here. Mean? Can't write that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you're in this academy. And then um, I want to know how you end up getting to college. 
So I, uh, I eventually I narrowed it down to uh, two schools that I that I liked. Um, both I'd gotten offers from. One of them was Santa Clara okay. University um, in the Bay Area. They're extremely expensive. So it's a private school. Yeah, it's a private school. So really, really expensive. Uh, probably like sixty k a year or something. That's where Steve Nash went. Oh, okay. Who also I play soccer with in the city now. He's a good player. Um, the Steve Nash, the Steve Hall Nash. of Fame, two time MVP. Yeah, Phoenix Sun Steve Nash. Yeah, he can play basketball and soccer. Boy can ball. Yeah, um, I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. I was like, this guy can't be like that good, you know. So wait, good. you play soccer with him in the city? Yeah, he's we we have like a little sevens league down in uh, uh, LES. That we play with, and he, his team, his team's the best team because it's just him, and then he just recruits like ex yeah. guys. It's like, all right, dude, <laughs> well, come all on, these dude. ex yeah. like fucking professional athletes, national team. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> but well, if, I mean, if you can hang in that game, then you can hang. Yeah, they're also a little older, so they can't move as quickly. But, yeah, I mean, because yeah, you're in your 20s, you're like, I'm gonna smoke these. Yeah, fools. yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So I can move, but they got to touch. So it's yeah. like, you know. But uh, yeah, so Santa Clara was one of the schools, and then the other school was uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Okay, and uh, much public school, so a lot cheaper, and they had a great soccer culture because it was our football team was just hot garbage. Yeah, and so so you're not getting recruited on a full ride, obviously. No, Santa Clara. If I was on a full ride, I yeah, that's what I was probably, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so what is it like just putting all this effort into it and like not because I was a preferred walk on so basically a partial scholarship where they yeah. play for like my books and my meal plan but that's it like i'm still covering tuition and stuff so i know the drive that i had to have to even go want to do it so the reason i ask is because like you were saying earlier like soccer is not one of these like let's so you just love you're just like i want to fucking play i yeah. want to play in college and i'll do whatever i have to do to play in college yeah essentially okay because i didn't Damn, I just, so you love soccer yeah i just i didn't start playing soccer till i was like 11 11 or 12 like really like getting yeah. into it um and, and I you actually, have to obviously be good at it if yeah i like, nobody I, loves something like that i mean we know a couple of comics that love comedy and they're not very good at it but yeah. you know what i mean like if you're exactly. that into something you yeah. have to be pretty good at it no i was i was i was a good athlete growing up and it was you know i was deciding between basketball and soccer i like basketball a lot but uh i kind of just you know soccer and basketball are same season so i was just thinking you should next time you see steve you should just be like after the game of sevens just be like hey man you want to go ball yeah you try to hoop yeah <laughs> Try to one ones, dude. <laughs> hey, you, me, grab a... I was trying to think of a famous soccer player. Grab Tim Howard. We're going to yeah, go play we'll go, threes. We'll go hoop. We're going to go play threes, dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, so you go to Cal Poly. I ended, I ended up going to Cal Poly. It was the same thing. It was like a preferred walk-on yeah. type thing. Um, they offered me a spot and whatnot, but it wasn't, it wasn't a full ride by any means. Um, the school wasn't crazy expensive because it was public, but yeah. Ended and up you're from there. California, so you got in-state tuition. Yeah, in-state yeah. tuition was huge. I know time. people who just like want to go to a school in a different state. Yeah. Like uh, my girlfriend, Tracy, her boyfriend, or her boyfriend, her uh, brother, Jeff, was like, oh, I just want to go to Michigan. Yeah. And they're from Massachusetts. And I go, so wait, you just decided, like didn't play sport, like not yeah. like just wanted to go to, I'm like, yeah, out of state tuition for a school, like a huge school like that has got to be crazy. It's nuts. And oh. he's just like, yeah, that's just where I want to go. And I'm like, yeah. all right, man, more yeah. power to you. But that, that seems so bizarre to me coming from a state like Florida and you in California exactly. where it's like, yeah. you have so many universities. It's like, 
I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. You have all the universities in the world yeah. in your state. Yeah. yeah it's like, I'll just out. stay yeah. here. Like we had a bunch of kids from Colorado come to Cal Poly. Like, what? It, it was like triple the tuition. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's the same degree. Yeah, exactly. It exact means same the same thing. thing. But you don't realize that until you graduate. You're like, oh, this really doesn't Didn't mean too work, much. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing too is like Cal Poly was miles ahead of of my academic capabilities. Oh, was it? Yeah. So I yeah, because that's the school in uh, Big Bang Theory. They work at Cal Poly. I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember the first party I went to there. This girl, this girl, like brought up, you know, what she got in high school SATs. She had like a four five, and I'm like, I got into the school with a three zero flat. You know? Oh, so, so her GPA was a four five? Four or five out of high school. I'm like, how do you even do that? Yeah. It doesn't even add up. I was you know? <laughs> I was in IB in high school, which is like the hardest curriculum you could take in the world. It's yeah. an international program. And our classes are weighted at a five. Oh, okay. So like regular classes are at a four. Four, yeah. Um, I think AP is at a four point five. Something like that. Or yeah. some or maybe five. Because the AP kids were always like, we're just as smart as the IB kids. Yeah. And I go, nah, we actually have a separate program. Yeah. All of our classes are out of five, not like AP English. Yeah. Otherwise, AP and IB would be the same place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, uh, but yeah, so ours is out of five. Like my brother graduated with like a, he kept failing French, but other than that, he was like getting A's and B's. So he graduated with like a 4-4 four, four or 4-3 four, or something. And it's oh, like, what sick. the fuck, man? Yeah. I mean, these kids are good. My weighted GPA when I got out was like 3-1. And yeah, that was fully weighted. <laughs> that's what I was, that's what I'm saying. I mean. That's why I went to FAU and not University of Florida. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so when you get to Cal Poly, are you just like soccer culture? Like, let's go? Full, like fully into soccer. Yeah. I mean, it are was... You got the man bun and you're like not, I'm not wearing that, a shirt. I, I'm okay. not that bad. <laughs> okay, I, don't, I can't do man buns. I don't, I don't do those. But um, yeah, so I get there and immediately the classes were insanely hard. hard. I mean, when you have to study for anthropology, you know it's like the rest of the curriculum is not going to go well, this you know, because that's like a not study class, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was rough. But so God, and then the reason I chose the school is because that's a huge soccer culture. So yeah. our, our game against UCSB is the top attended game in the country for college soccer. And so we're pulling like 10,000, 13,000, probably nothing for football, but for but, soccer, I mean, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, you know? that's a, I went to a small division one school We're you know, we're right around those same numbers. Yeah. It's not like when we played Florida in the swamp and they've got 105,000 people in there, you're like, oh, this is a little different. Yeah. Like we're still, we're both division one schools in Florida. If we went undefeated, we could play for a national championship, yeah. but this is a little different. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's, yeah, that's what, that's what you realize is like, it's so much, even facilities too. Yeah. Like our facilities were nowhere near. Our facilities when uh, when I went there, they weren't they were pretty nice. But then when Lane Kiffin years later yeah. took over our program and like fucking turned like because Howard Schellenberger when I was there we were really good. Yeah. And then when he retired, it kind of fell off the map. Yeah. And then when Lane Kiffin went there and rebuilt the program, all of a sudden now I go back and see some of these facilities and I'm like, damn. Yeah. 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 We we played at FAU actually. Yeah. 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 And they have like a whole roof. Yeah. That's what you were saying. You were like, field. yeah. And I was like, man, I Damn. wish I was there when I was there. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. So what, when you're playing a, um, you said it's UC, who were you playing? So we play UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Which was about an hour. Which from is us. not the same school you were looking at before. That no. was Santa. That was Santa Clara. Clara. Yeah. Got it. All the, all the saints. <laughs> schools in California. All the saints. And Clemente. All of them are <laughs> just, yeah. And so that was the one, the one game we played them, um, Twice a year, and they would, yeah, they'd pull 13, 14,000 fans. Um, and then we had this tradition where people would free, the fans would freeze tortillas. 
If you oh, go right. on YouTube, you can look this up, and they would just throw them onto the field. So you're playing soccer, and there's just like toward you catch them in the air, fucking eat one mid game, and uh, they would just be everywhere, yeah. right? And so uh, the game was just absolutely nuts. And you'd get on the field, and it's like immediately you're getting heckled by the fans. Oh yeah, because my sister went to UCSB, and uh, and so they little uh, immediately, uh, older or younger? Old, yeah, older. So she she ran track there, like two years older. Just talking shit. I mean, immediately, dude. I'm not on the field for 15 seconds. I mean, I fucked your sister. Like it was, dude. <laughs> immediately, bro. Like they just looked at my bio. Sister goes. So, to yeah, yeah. So they knew. Yeah, me. they're yeah. into it. Yeah, so fun. But it's like the most fun game that you could be a part of in college yeah. soccer. Um, and so yeah, it was a whole tradition of throwing, and that was one of the reasons I ended up choosing the school. How long were you at Cal Poly for? I was there for two years. So I did two years at Cal Poly, and then I ended up transferring. I had a bunch of injuries at Cal Poly, and then uh, yeah, ended up transferring to Elon. Um, but I remember one time we it was that it was the. Uh, the big game against UCSB, and I had just come off of an injury, so I wasn't going to play. Yeah. and uh, But I was sitting on the sideline, and at halftime, I go – during halftime, you just go out on the field while the team's in the locker room, and you're just kicking around with your teammates that yeah. also aren't playing. And um, go back on whatever game finishes, and I get a DM after the game, and I was like, damn, you did, you did a really good job playing today. <laughs> really? And I was like, dude, I played it at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a – Thing. You know, I'm just on Who the was field. the DM from? I don't know, some chick at Cal Poly. I, just, don't, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, thanks. I'm, gl- I'm glad you came. <laughs> we were talking about this. Um, I don't know if the mics were on or not, but we were talking about hanging at the stand and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I'll sit, like, right. I'll sit at the table and get food, like, where, you know, where the comics sit. Yeah. But sometimes, like, I'll go there and the hangs sometimes can fall apart. Like, I'll go there and no one I know is there. So I'll yeah. just end up sitting by myself. And it's so funny because when the shows clear out, because I, I look like a lot of other comics. Yeah. So when the, and like, even like famous comics that I'm now friends with, when I first met them, they would always do like a double take because yeah. I look like someone that they know. Is that me? Yeah. yeah. And so. I'll sit out there and then people will leave the showroom and then they'll walk by and like just glance at me and then they'll go like, oh, you were great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even past. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm always just like, thanks. Don't forget Brennan T Comedy yeah. on all social media. Just munching chicken. Yeah. I'm just like, what's up, dude? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that's a weird feeling when people are like, you were awesome. And it's like, well. Yeah. You don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the compliment, but you're also not paying attention. Yeah, to exactly. Anything. Exactly. So then when you go to Elon, are you, is that, a, why do you transfer? I transferred. I just. I had so many. So at Cal Poly, what happened was I strained a disc in my back, um, and then I broke my foot from overtraining. I got a stress fracture, so I had to get a surgery on that. And then first game back against Gonzaga, 15 minutes in, broke my ankle. Damn. Um, had to get surgery for that. So by that time, I had maybe played two games. Yeah. Like, I didn't play at all. And I was like, all right, this coach sees me as a guy that's just injury prone. Um, we talk about this a lot in comedy. Yeah. Starting in New York versus moving to New York. Exactly. You start in New York, a lot of times people always remember you as that person they saw at the open mic. Yeah. I mean, starting it's, comedy. The, yeah, it's the first. It's a hard thing to shake. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You know, I bet. Because, and then if you come to New York, you know, you always want to, you know, the first couple open mics you go to, you want to bring it a little bit. Yeah, you want to do well. So, yeah, so people know you know what you're doing. But yeah, I, I have that conversation with people all the time when they start in it like a mat, like LA or New York or Chicago. It's like, you know, sometimes there's that roadblock where people only see you as, oh, that open micer that first started here. Yeah. And they can't get over that. So you're experiencing that at Cal Poly. No, exactly. You're That's like, exactly oh, I'm the injury prone guy. Yeah. Do a lot of people go from New York to L.A. after like five years here? Uh, no, I just meant more of like starting in smaller scenes. Like I started in Florida yeah, yeah. and then like moving to New York yeah. is, I think, better because then you can come with some. You can come with some fire versus yeah. people who grow up in New York and they're like, oh, I want to start comedy. And they start in New York. Like we see it. I mean, I know I see it sometimes at Mike's where there's like New York kids 
who decide they want to do comedy and they'll come to some mics and I don't prejudice or like just this weird bias in my head, but like yeah. I never will forget them being that person who did That's their true. first open mic ever in yeah. New York. Well, it's your first introduction to them, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's so. We, like sometimes the they are not so, a lot of times they get better, but I still see them as like the guy who was like, oh, yeah, so, that's the like, thing. What's going on? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, you're always gonna be that little. Yeah, kid to it me. is, especially probably for for club owners too. They see that. Yeah, that's got to be a thing. Yeah. So for you, your your coach, you think you know you have this now persona of the injury prone guy. Yeah, I feel like I just two needed games a reset. In two years. Yeah. yeah, I just needed a reset. Uh, my parents were. Moving out of California was too expensive, so they were going to retire in North Carolina. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'll just look for a school out there. And um, so I hit up a few, like NC State, Elon, a few other schools, and I ended up choosing. Elon is Elon. D2? Elon's Division One still. Oh, yeah, it is? Yeah. Okay. So, so we play like Hofstra, yeah. uh, Northeastern. Um, we're in the CAA division. And uh, yeah, so I ended up you know, transferring out there. It was uh, I moved there probably in the spring season. So we had like a, a few, in the spring season, you yeah, I'm sure you guys do this in fall too. You have spring games, mm-hmm. like five or six spring games. Against, well, like, in football, we have one spring game. You, oh, you have one? Yeah, because it's just it's a violent sport. So That's you true. Only play yeah, you one. don't want injuries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I moved out there, um, and then I yeah did two years at Elon. I didn't get injured at all, which was nice. Were you? Did you end up starting by the end? Um, by senior year, I I started most of the games. I would say. Did you end up getting on scholarship by your senior year? No, I didn't. Damn it. Yeah. It was still it was still like preferred walk on yeah. with some stuff paid for. Can I be honest with you? I still get teared up when they do those videos. Dude, I know. When it's like yeah. coach calls a meeting, it's like, you know, he'd be like, Brennan, get your ass over here. Yeah. I just want to say in front of the whole team that we're so proud of you and you're now on full scholarship. And yeah. I'm always oh like watching God, those dude. videos like, ah, you yeah. did it. You did it. Good for, did it. You don't know what it's like coming from the bottom. Dude, we know up. because yeah. we've been there. Exactly. But like, yeah. It's like, and it's always like their senior year and some people are like, oh, well, he already paid for three years of college. It's like, you don't yeah. fucking understand yeah. like how much different your life is being even on the team at a D1 school. The difference between basically being a practice squad guy versus yeah. being a full scholarship guy. Yeah. Like, Plus you get like stipends for stuff. To, yeah. To spend. Like it's yeah, just off campus housing. You so get much like, less yeah, stressful. And it's like. It's like one of those, and you get first dibs. Like the football team would always get first dibs on classes, yeah. But the scholarship athletes got first dibs first, on yeah. the first dibs. Yeah. So it's like yeah. they're taking like yoga, it's and you're like, "What? That's a class?" Yeah, yeah. I remember at Elon, they gave some of our guy, our football players, scooters. They oh, just yeah. bought them e-scooters. Yeah, so just to get around. Campus, yeah. <laughs> so then um, you end up playing at Elon, and then you end up by the, your senior year, you're like starting. Were you thinking about doing something with soccer after that, or like what was your kind of goal? Because I kind of want to piggyback all the way back to how you got to new york so like what was your thinking while you're at elon well like as a senior you like i could do this i'm yeah. going back to italy i mean i i i could have probably played in some leagues within the u.s and probably overseas it would be you know lower leagues and yeah. whatnot but like mls is our top league and then we have like usl championship usl you know one get the fuck out of it. there's so, other yeah. we have other leagues in the u.s oh yeah we have an indoor like it's nuts um and so I could have done that, but I was like, look, I just, while I was injured, that's when I got really into comedy. Okay. And so while I was injured at Cal Poly, you don't, I mean, I don't have anything else to do. So I would just, I, you know, throw on podcasts and then I would just learn about. So yeah, because you came up, 
because you're 24. Yeah. Yeah, you came up in a time where podcasts were like a thing. So yeah. I first discovered podcasts in like 2010 mm-hmm. before anyone knew what the fuck a podcast was. Yeah. So I was kind of into it from like a early, like I've listened to like every episode of your mom's house. Like I've been there from the beginning. From the beginning. Like, yeah, 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 that's cool. So it's like a weird thing. Same thing with like the Crab Feast and now the Honeydew and mm-hmm. like Matt, my co-host for the other podcast, his podcast, like the Full Church Power Hour, all those yeah. I've like listened to every episode because I was there from the beginning. Yeah. So for you getting into like, how do you even... Find it. This is what fascinates me. Like comedy is such an, and I've said this on like the last seven episodes, but comedy is such a niche thing. So how does an attractive, like in shape soccer player find stand up? I, I was a little, I was in, I couldn't practice. I couldn't work like my whole life. My mom. So my mom ran track, my sister ran track. And so like fitness was a and huge also part of a bunch life. of guys. At, uh, <laughs> yeah. other according, to them, dude. according to that news to me, <laughs> just heckling. God, yeah. dude, I'd All fucking, worst, dude. I'd kill everybody. If that was their heckle, the absolute worst. Cause dude. I've got two sisters. One of them's a twin. And if I've like, when we played UCF of everyone, she's like, yeah. I bowed your sister. I'd be yeah. like, I'm oh going to fucking dude. murder you. I'm gonna get off this field, dude. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, I think probably the first podcast I was listened to, I assume was Rogan. Okay. And I think the, the first guy I heard outside of Rogan that he had on for comedy was Theo. And this was back when Theo didn't have yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. This is when Theo. Back when Theo was like still starting out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he had do, done like a few episodes of this past weekend, but wasn't much. Yeah. And, um. So then I got into all of his stuff. And so th- this is, I'm sorry, I'm a stickler for the details though, because this is a, this is interesting to me. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times people, like I listen to podcasts sometimes and I just go, I don't like that guest, like I don't like that, or whatever. So you're listening to Rogan because you're like, oh, I need something to listen to. Yeah. This is the most popular podcast in the world. I'll listen to this. Yeah. And then he has Theo on and then you're listening to that and then you're just like, oh, I like this guy. Like I connect with this guy. Yeah. Like this is funny. Yeah. So I, I I thought Theo was hilarious. Yeah. And so there was a few other yeah, comics. Man. And yeah, the, the man. And uh, there's a few other comics. I'll read the bio and it's like this comedian. So I was like, yeah. all right, this guy's a comedian. He has other comedians on for sure. And so I just looked at who else he had on. I would start listening to other comedians that he so had are you watching stuff before this happens are you familiar with stand-up like are you watching stuff on youtube or this is kind of your introduction to stand-up well that's the thing is like I, I talked to a lot of comics and it's like oh one time i was on the way to the grocery store and my mom happened to put on george carlin's tape yeah. or bill burr's tape that never happened yeah so I, that's, I never, that's why i'm so curious yeah. because it's like never happened your introduction to stand-up was through podcast was through yeah it's crazy because i hear all these people go that they listen to like old tapes and whatnot. Dude, I yeah. used to, I'm like, I'm 10 years older than you, but what I used to do is my cousin introduced me to stand up when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. He showed me Comedy Central Presents. And I used to record those episodes on VHS back in the day. Like yeah. you'd set the timer for eight o'clock on Friday night and yeah. I would record those and then I would watch them over and over and over. Yeah. Dane Cook, Tom Rhodes, yeah. like fucking all these, Mitch Hedberg, like <laughs> yeah. all these comics from like 20 years ago. I was mm-hmm. like, obsessed with so that's how i found comedy yeah so it's insane and a lot of my guests have the same kind of story where it's like yeah my mom put on this or my dad loved that or whatever whatever it's insane to me that you found it on your own yeah and not only found it on your own but you found it through podcasting yeah it was no it was uh I wasn't. I didn't really even watch stand up yeah. at all. Like I, I understood they were comedians, comics. but I didn't. Yeah, I, I liked who they were. Yeah, and so then I started branching out to other podcasts. That's when around like Theo uh, had the King and the Sting. Yeah, um, which is no longer around, but I thought Theo was hilarious on that. 
and then you know just a bunch of different comics i started listening to so then what i started doing i was like like i'm probably not, not gonna do stand up i'm gonna just put funny things i think of in my head in my notes yeah from 2019 and then uh so you did, you had no intention of doing stand up you're no. just like oh, i'll just write this stuff down yeah like in case of the day and comes. are you still on elon are you still at elon at this point no this, this was at cal poly it was still through all the oh, okay. injuries yeah yeah so I oh will. yeah, because you. I'm sorry, you did mention that. I just when you said yeah. 2019, I was like, God, this guy's so young. Yeah, ah. yeah. This was this one was still at at Cal Poly. So you're just writing stuff in a notebook, but you're like, I'm never going to use it, but just in case. Yeah, I, 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 I put it. in my phone yeah. notes. I was, I would, I would. I didn't even like title it. It wasn't titled comedy. It was yeah. just like I wrote stuff down. I thought it was funny, and then I, in case one day I don't think it'll ever happen, and then um, and so I, the, what ha yeah, I'm so interested Th now to figure out how you got here. So then, dude, then I got like obsessed with podcasts. I mean, like listen to way too many. Yeah. Like when I first started listening to them, you know, one or two or whatever. And then I would just do like seven a day. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. It was, it was stupid. I subscribed right? to like 12 podcasts. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So, you know, yeah. dude, <laughs> but you would just, I and I have three. Yeah. I have three of my own and I subscribe to like 12 others. So exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm See, there. so you're dedicated. Yeah. You, you know, and you just listen to while you're cooking dinner. Yeah, or whatever. Dude, walking around. anything. I'm, th that's why I love living in New York. I mean, it's the same thing in Florida. When you ever you're driving anywhere, just throw the podcast on. Yeah. I only listen to music at the gym now. Yeah, me too. I because yeah, I have to like because you know I'm fucking strong as shit. Yeah, uh, you know. Yoked. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to lift heavy, you got to listen to you know a little Slipknot, a little I agree. Uh, Eminem, Kim. You know, yeah. just got to remember all the exes that you you know said they loved you and then left. You know, you got to motivation. I put up. I'm with you. Dude. Um. But every other time, I always have my AirPods in, and it's always podcast. It's always podcasting. Yeah. And, and so wait, have you done since moving to New York? Have you done a bunch of podcasts? No, I've done none. What? Yeah. This is your first this one? Is my first one. Yeah. Look at this, man! The guy who loves podcasts yeah, is now on a podcast. It. I was so excited, dude. Dude, this <laughs> I'm is my way here. I was skipping and shit. <laughs> so we've got like 7,200 listeners. So this would be fun. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what the analytics say, but I only have 1,500 followers, so I don't know yeah. who to believe. We're going with 7,200. Yeah, yeah that's, if any of the sponsors reach out, I'll yeah. send them that analytics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then you're super into it. You're taking notes. And then when do you get on stage for the first time? Uh, I got on stage the first time in New York. So, I'm, so, so okay, let's talk about why you came to New York. Yeah. Because comedy up. wasn't your number one driving force to get to New York. In the back of my head, it was. Yeah. In the back of my head, it was because I kept... You know, I kept going on with the podcast, listening to like yeah. way too many a day. And I was just like... And it is one of those things, too, where you can get lost in it. If you listen to a lot of com yeah. comedy podcasts, you can kind of feel like, oh, I'm in this world. Yeah. Even though you've never been on you've stage. Never but done, you, because yeah. you hear them talk about exactly. so much, you're like, oh, yeah. I, I know this. Exactly. And so you feel like you're... Like, these guys are your friends. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, I was just talking to Matt about this before, because yeah. we just recorded an episode of Power of How, and we were talking about how it's a one-sided conversation, but you... Because that's how I am. Like, there's a lot of comics I've met that are pretty big comics. Yeah. And we are now friends. Yeah. Like, we are actually friends. Like, I'm not a psycho saying that. <laughs> yeah. Chris Buck, one of my good friends, is always like, you think you're friends with all these people? Uh, but we are out now actually friends. But I knew so much about them prior because yeah. of listening. Like, List. Like, Joe List. Like, yeah. I knew so much about him from listening to different podcasts yeah. and stuff. And then we became friends. So now if he, like, mentions a story, I'm like, yeah, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've known you for, like, a year. How, How do you, you know, know that yeah. story? It's like, I listen. So yeah, I, I bet that happens to him. People just come up to him and... Oh, that happens to all like of them. That happens to me. Yeah, and I'm not even famous. Yeah, but people I meet, like Tracy, my girlfriend, will like recommend my podcast to her friends. Yeah, and then we'll all be hanging out, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's hilarious about X, Y, and Z." Because they'll go yeah. back and listen to old episodes, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I forgot I told that story." That's interesting about snorting heroin. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good story, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta hear that. Great sometimes. story. Yeah. Um, so you're in all these podcasts and stuff, and I'm I'm 
so you didn't get up till you moved to New York. So how did you end up in New York? Uh, After so you graduated from Elon. Yeah. What'd you major in? I majored in business entrepreneurship. So okay. Smarter shit, but yeah, I went poli sci. <laughs> and as our good friend Max Fine says, that'll uh, you find a lot of grocery grocery baggers yeah. that have poli sci degrees. No, exactly. <laughs> Same thing with entrepreneurship. I was made up. I swear. Uh, so you graduate and then you come to New York. Why do you come to New York? Um, so so I had never been to New York before. I was going to say, yeah, you North Carolina yeah. and then California. So. I hadn't been once, but my, so my family, uh, my mom's from Philly. And so her family goes down to like all of her brothers and sisters go down to Cape May, New Jersey. Okay. Um, which at the very South tip of New Jersey, it's like a little beach town. And so during the summer, I, uh, just got a serving job down there. Okay. This place called the lobster house and this place called ugly mug and served there for the summer. And while I was there, I was like, New York's like two and a half hour drive i'm gonna i'm gonna do it so i went there had so you just great, go do like a cool summer job and you're like yeah we'll just have fun on the beach yeah like summer essentially it was just a server and yeah my the girl i was dating at the time is from connecticut and so new york was like an hour for her yeah and so he met in new york super fun time and then i went back and then i went back to new york again with my brother later in the summer and i'm like i'm moving here Oh, so you were just locked in. Locked in. That's the same thing that happened to me. I yeah. thought it was going to be LA. For the longest time, I thought, I thought it was, was going to be LA. LA. Yeah. And, cause, you know, I have some acting background and stuff, and I was like, it has to be LA. It's gonna, And yeah. I have a lot of friends in LA. Um, so I was like, it has to be LA. Yeah. And I'll never forget, Savannah and I, Savannah got me a trip to New York as mm -hmm. a Christmas present, like the first Christmas we were dating, which was awesome. And as soon as we came out of the subway, because I used to have dreams about living in New York. Like, I don't even oh, know why. Like, I yeah. just, I would imagine like driving, being on the subway and like looking at all these tall buildings. I yeah. don't know why my brain always did that. Maybe I always had these weird aspirations. As soon as we came up from the subway, I went, oh, it's New York. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, I had not done anything comedy related. I had not done anything. Literally, Savannah and I just walked out of the yeah. subway and I go, oh, it's New York. Yeah. It's and, and we you're were smiling the entire dude, time, dude. Within two just years, cheesing. obviously it was during the pandemic, but yeah. within two years we were living here. Yeah, it's so, just something about it. I don't know what it was. So but. you come here twice, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm moving to New York." Now, I'm what year here. is this? Because this has to be post pandemic, right? This is this is not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, right? it's post pandemic because the restaurant was just starting to kind of get back. Okay, so this is 2021. Yeah, yeah, this is 2021. Yeah, this is a summer. No, no, this is 20 summer 2020, maybe. Okay. No, it's summer 2020. It was full on pandemic. Okay. Because pandemic was March of 2020. Yeah, maybe it was 2020. So it's 2020. Because we were supposed to move April of 2020, and then we ended up moving July of 2021 because of the pandemic. Okay. So we'll yeah. say 2021. Something like that. I don't even remember. And then <laughs> how do you get? How do you get here? Um. And then so I went back to school to finish out. So since I transferred, my credits were all messed up. Yeah. So I was gonna. Most people graduate in the spring. I was graduating in the fall. Okay. So I did my last season with Elon, and then. Um, Got a job out in New York for a sales job, and so then, you just immediately were like, "New York's the place. I'm looking for jobs in New York." Yeah, okay. Got got a job there, and then whatever fall fall semester ended December, and then I was in New York by February. Just drove down here with all my 2022. stuff. 2022. Yeah, quickly found a place, Boom. and then lived in uh, Hasidicville over in Brooklyn. Okay. For for I was there for about a year, and then now I live in Manhattan. But um, yeah, so that's how I ended up here. Damn. Yeah. So when did you first get on stage? I moved here February of 22, 22. And I, let's see the day I moved, I think was February 10th. I got on stage February 12th. So you were like, I'm here. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I, fuck yeah. Man. Well, so what I did was I checked out an open mic first. Yeah. Which open mic was it? Do you remember? It was, it was a tiny cupboard. Okay. 
And this was, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently it was just when open mics were kind of coming back. There still weren't too many. Yeah. And so I I moved in July of 21. So it was, it was, yeah. So that whole year it was weird. Exactly. And so people were telling me like, we're just starting to get back at it. And then I went to an open mic and that's when you realize it's like scary, but not that scary. Yeah. You know, you see some of the people go up and you go, I can fucking do that. Yeah, exactly. And then I went to, I went to, and then you get up and you fucking, you eat it, dude. Yeah. And you go, oh, that was a little more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah. And when you first get into comedy, you also don't know how much effort you have to put into it. Yeah. And so the first- You think, I'm just going to go up there and riff. Yeah, exactly. And I had like, whatever, I had some jokes kind of planned out. And uh, so the next day after watching the open mic, I went to one and I didn't know it was a feedback mic. And so I get I get there, dude. And I'm probably like fourth or fifth up or something. I've been doing comedy 12 years and I still would not go to one of those. I had no idea. It's like- (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't know, but it's like no clue. The second somebody wants to be like, "Why don't you? Why don't you write your own fucking joke?" Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, it's. I mean, I was just doing it, so I was like, you know, you, you just want to learn. And you also think that's like, a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and God, because you didn't know, you might be, you might have been like, "Oh, are all the mics like this?" Yeah, like I, this I is terrible. No, no, no clue. <laughs> and it was in also at Tiny Cover, but it was in the bottom room, and yeah. this is they were doing a the feedback mic, yeah. and. um yeah, I went up there and I bombed so hard that people were like, I can't even give you feedback. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. And then I started asking the audience questions because no one was asking me questions. I got nervous on stage. So I was like, how do you, how often do you guys do this? And this one guy was like, yeah, I get up like 20 sometimes a week. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> and so I had absolutely no idea that you were. And when you first start, you're, you're super nervous to yeah. go on stage for the first year. Oh, right. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of takes over. But once I was about eight months into it, I was, I ramped up the amount of times to to get on stage because I, I knew that's what you had to do. Yeah. You gotta um, put it the reps. Yeah, exactly. And I was never like a super talented soccer player. It was all it was completely work out. Yeah, same thing with it's me in football. All it was. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So when you um because you also were doing modeling too. We were talking about this outside. Yeah. So that was so Because you have because I was looking at your Instagram and you have some of those like pictures where you're like, these are modeling. Like yeah. Because they're like that, you know, they're not like you with your buddies. It's like you and you're like smoldering at the can. And it's yeah, like, it's oh, just from a shoot. This fucking yeah. guy. And it's, it's, I, I hate, this fucking pretty guy. I hate talking about it at comedy because people always like to bring it up. But oh, I have a whole bit about it. You know the bit. The yeah. listeners know yeah, the yeah, bit. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's these true. fucking models and actors yeah. look at the thing. Oh, I he's right though. Models and actors pull up and they're like, "I'm pretty to look at." They'll yeah. laugh. They'll laugh at me. Yeah. And the worst part happen. is when they're. But the worst part is when they're actually funny and you're like, "God damn it!" God damn, they got both. Can I just yeah. have one thing? They got both. So, which is you? I mean, you're very pretty and you're also very funny, so Thank it you. works out. And I remember the first time I met you at a mic. I don't even think I met you. The first time I heard you talking at a mic before a mic, you go, "Yeah, it's always guys talking about how pretty I am." Always. And I was just like, I was gonna say something, but I guess I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. At every, there's never been a girl at a mic that's made a comment on my looks, dude. It is always guys. Yeah, it is 100 guys. And guys will always tell you, "Oh, it must be really nice." To look like that, you get all the ladies. But they don't understand. There's an entirely other demographic that's also into guys. Gay guys love to Also, I, to, to that point, I'm a pretty funny individual. And you know what I've learned? If you can make them laugh, you can make them breakfast. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. There we go. All right? So. it's a good way to put it. Back the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I got like a small agency in, in uh, North Carolina. How did this even happen? My mom's My mom does hot yoga. Shout out Karen, and uh, what's up, Karen? Karen Didonato, and um, she yeah she she does hot yoga. She had a photographer in the class. I went with a class with her one time, and the guy was like, "You should put him into modeling." Okay, and it. then it, they connected me with like a smaller agency out there. And then I had enough work under my 
felt in North Carolina that when I came here, I could submit for things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so when I came here, I submitted to a few agencies. I ended up choosing one of them. So you ended up getting an agency. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work like agency. that in comedy. No, not at all. You don't. No, I, I didn't no, no, move no. to because I talk yeah. about this all the time. But it's like I thought I was going to move to New York with a decade of comedy under my belt and be like in the podcast and be like, boy, oh boy, where's yeah. the vice president of stand up comedy? Yeah. I'm ready to submit. Who's coming to rep me? And they yeah. were like, yeah, the open mics are that way. How yeah. many followers? Yeah, get over it. there. Go. Yeah. Get out of here, you dirty. That is true. Shit. Followers count a lot. Yeah, more than it should probably. Well, it was it's interesting. I've talked about this ad nauseum, but when I first started comedy in 2009, I was like, "Oh, social media is a fad," and I never got into it. I never got into it until I moved to New York, and everyone's like, "No, it's super important." Yeah. So I had 10 years of comedy under my belt. Never once was I posting anything or doing social yeah. media about it, and now it's bitten me in the ass. Yeah, I have te- a decade of shit I could have been putting online, and you just didn't record just yeah. because I was like, "No, this is fucking stupid." Yeah. In front of my material is yeah. for the my material is for the audience. No, hundred percent. And now I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's annoying. Well, that's an it's an interesting concept though of like whether you should be posting because it's like it's okay, are you ready, going yeah. for are you going for fame? You're going for like the art of being yeah. funny. I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people who've been doing comedy even longer, much longer than I have. Yeah, between Matt Folchron and Joe List and Emma Wilman and Dan Lamort and I, we all we have this conversation all the time because it's like yeah. Are you trying to get the material? The one person, and huge shout out, front of the show, TJ Francis, the one person who was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to work on my stand-up. Yeah. Stop recording his sets. Stop doing... Like, he still audio records so he can listen back yeah, to it. Yeah, of course. But stop filming. Stop doing all that. He goes, I'm going to focus on my craft. And yeah. I was like, fucking hats off to you, bro. Yeah. bro but I'm... 35. I got to get this shit. <laughs> yeah. I got to get this shit now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know TJ too well, but I heard he's really funny. Yeah. He's hilarious, man. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I got tired of like recording clipping and like, oh, the last not big enough and this and that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that was, it was really eye opening when he told me, he was like, no, man, I'm yeah. just going to fucking do, how about I just do stand up? Well, about that's what that? you want to do. Yeah. You want to do stand up. Dude. It's, you know? So how has your experience been with stand up? And then we got to get into some of the stories. Yeah. Because my, my, Sometimes people will text me and be like, all you do is talk about stand-up. Yeah. Um, it's fun. <laughs> but how, yeah, I know. I love it. How has your experience been so far? Because you're about a year in now. How, how has everything been? Yeah, about a year, maybe like five months in. And uh, dude, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's 100%. It's a, it's a, it's a journey. But yeah. you, the first eight months, I would say I was pretty frightened to go on stage. And then it started flipping where I started still being, like you're nervous when you go on stage yeah. almost every single time. And it's definitely just, doesn't go away. Yeah, you just get up there, and and, and it sometimes means you it's still good. Care. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's honestly really good. And um, and then eight months in is when I started taking it really seriously and getting up as much as I can. And uh, since then, it's you know gotten on some shows. My friend and I are producing our own show, and so it's oh it's, shit, it's going Fucking, well. You didn't mention yeah, that. Yeah, we're our our show called Think Crust Comedy. We uh had our first show two weeks ago, How'd but it go? we're uh, really good. Good turnout. Good. Um, for a we'll, first show, we'll put it in the show notes. So yeah, yeah, can, come, come like, through. Our next show will probably be in mid-August. Um, so come to that if you can. I'll put, be putting it on my social media so you'll see it. But oh yeah, um, yeah, it's been going doing well. it, man. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of Look fun. Look at this. You're on a po- uh, fucking worldwide yeah. podcast now. It builds slowly, man. It builds slowly. Who the fuck are you telling? Man? Yeah, it builds really slowly. I wanted to talk to you because you did send me a couple of stories, and I kind of wanted to get into some of them. You had mentioned that you had never done a drug in your life. Yeah, I don't, uh, never smoke weed, never done coat, none of that. You've never yeah. done a single drug in your life? No. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drink till I was 20, 20, and then I didn't 
and I, I drank once, again. and then I didn't drink for another year. So tell, because uh, just a couple, so many things. Just on that one statement, we've got three things to talk about. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> so I've had people on the show, <clears throat> excuse me, and they've talked about addiction in their families, why they never touched drugs yeah. or even drank or a combination of whatever. Yeah. Um, they've seen friends destroy their lives or have had friends or family die or like just different yeah. things. For you, why was it that you never touched that stuff? Because I understand like the coke. I mean, I don't get it because I've done it all. all yeah. that. I've done coke, crack, heroin. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Snorted Roxy. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Adderall, obviously, who hasn't. Um, but for you... Why, like, not even weed? Like, yeah. that's insane to me because it's such a weed culture in New York, yeah. especially. So, why, why? Um, people always ask me this, and I okay, I, do. I don't feel bad because as a sober person in a super secret organization that pertains to sobriety, yeah, I don't feel bad asking because people ask me all the time, yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, I've been arrested eight times, and they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But for you, like, yeah. I'm gonna ask because I'm curious, no, no, 100, and pe- pe- people always ask me that, and it's not. It's not from family members. Like I have like a half white trash family, so it's like I, like one, one half of the family is addicted to Percocets and drinks too much. The other half of the family's straight straight up clean. Okay, and um, I, honestly, I was just just scared. Yeah, I, there's no other so reason. It was fear. Than, it's literally fear of I don't know what's going to happen to my brain. Yeah, and um, I I just can't like let that go. I okay. honestly have no good reason as that's to why all, I've no, never that's smoked. A, yeah, that's a fucking great reason. Yeah, I have no idea what's gonna. I mean, it's, I've never not considered it. Yeah. But um, it's always here's the thing I I always like the only reason I would consider Adderall is because it's performance enhancing. Yeah, anything that enhances my performance, I'd look into. But Adderall's that's a dangerous thing to take before you get on stage. Oh, just I, so that's you, what I heard. <laughs> you end up being like, so anyway, I was yeah. what's that? What's that? What? Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, like I. I mean, it's similar to Coke. Like when yeah. I used to do Coke, I used to have friends that would come up to the stage and go, slow down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've been arrested eight times. I'm from yeah. Florida. I don't like telling people I'm from Florida because then we tell, and they're yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Dude, but a lot of comics are Coke fiends. Oh, yeah. You'll see a ton you, of them, yeah. You'd be shocked. At, so it's I'm around a lot of that environment just in the restaurant I work in. It's really yeah. swanky and stuff. And so I'm familiar with that. Yeah. To quote Bane, I am initiated. Uh, so... <laughs> It is interesting. Some of the comics you would never guess. I mean, I guess you could guess, but you just from their body type yeah. or like their like overall vibe. Yeah, you wouldn't think they're coke people, and they're coke people. Are you completely different off of coke and on? Yeah, like you could be a totally relaxed person, and then once you're on coke, one hundred. I mean, in my experience, that's that's been my experience every time. Yeah, as you start grinding your teeth, and I wish you start a business because <laughs> um, that's the, the only inside I have in the Coke is just Joey Diaz's like Coke stories throughout oh, yeah. the years. Yeah. Cause you're a big podcast crazy. fan. Yeah. You're definitely a totally different person. Yeah. I mean, Joey Diaz, who's the loving father and like goes yeah. to jujitsu and does swimming and all this kind of stuff. That's the same guy who kidnapped someone at gunpoint. Yeah, like, beat someone with a pipe. And yeah. Like, like that's dude. the same guy. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I know from personal experience, like I said, if you, when you first met me, I'm sure you would never guess I've been arrested eight times. Yeah. I've, you know, I've taken a knife to my forehead in a fight. I've cut myself. I've gotten in plenty of fights. Like yeah. I talk about it on stage, putting my head through a guy's window because yeah. he was flirting with my sister. Like, yeah. it makes you do different things. So, if, okay, then why did you get started with drugs? Uh, well, that's a whole other thing. Uh, I, long story short, I've had uh, horrific anxiety and depression my entire life, yeah. and alcohol was a way to calm that. Yeah. And then cocaine and other drugs 
was a way to amplify that okay. feeling of good. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, that's just, it's a typical addict story. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this feels good. More must be better. More, and then too much is like, oh, too, fuck. Yeah, overboard. So, you mentioned the first time you drank was when you were 20. Yeah, first time I drank was when I was 20. We had a. This sp- is at Elon? No, this one's at Cal Poly. Oh, damn. Yeah, so this is at Cal Poly. It was, uh, it was our soccer team formal. Okay. And my teammates knew I didn't drink. And I was like, all right, I'm around my teammates. Are you proud of that? That what? That you didn't drink? Were you like, did you wear it as like a badge of honor? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. if you don't drink in college, everyone just calls you a pussy. <laughs> yeah, well, because I talked, so I talked about this. Um, yeah. I hate to keep bringing him up, but on the Joe List episode, we talked about this because I was straight edge all through high school yeah. and everyone knew I didn't drink. And yeah. I told him in Florida, everyone would just be like, oh, you're a little put. And he was the same way where he saw what drinking did to his family. And he's yeah. like, I'm not going to drink. Uh-huh. And then... So, like, people just knew yeah. that. So, for you, like, in college, everyone just knew Zach didn't drink. Yeah, people knew I didn't drink. And it it wasn't, I don't, it wasn't like I was, I hated it or whatever. I, no, you're I just, just did better it. than them. I, exactly. I am better than them in every way. And that's what I want your <laughs> listeners to know. Okay? I want you all to know. As, uh, everyone listening. Uh, as Zach Vandegrift says, clip it! <laughs> that's the clip. Clip it! <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I mean, you go to parties and it's like, if you're not drinking immediately, the first word that comes out of their mouth is pussy. Yeah. Uh, like uh, immediately. But this was our soccer team formal. I was comfortable. It was just my teammates, their dates, and then my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And so. Was this the, no, this is a different girlfriend. Different girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. This is a different girl. <laughs> you know me. Dude. Like I said, I'm better than all of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but uh, so it was a soccer team formal. I was really comfortable. I, you know, I loved my teammates and I was like, all right, I'm. I'm cool in this environment. Nothing bad's going to happen. I'm going to drink. Turns out something bad happened. <laughs> yeah. Turns out something really bad happened. So I didn't drink for another year after it. But What happened? Can you talk about it? Yeah, of course. It of course. Like one of those legal things. No, no. It was a, it was a Christmas formal. And so we had, it was in our soccer team house. We we lined the walls with wrapping paper, like Christmas theme, whatever it no, was. That's awesome. Yeah. And I had this one friend from uh, Louisiana who, who was on the team, um, got hurt, messed his meniscus up. He just couldn't really come back um but he was still really close with the team and so he would come to all the parties he was invited to the formal and whatnot and uh, he knew i was drinking that night so his goal was to like make it the worst night <laughs> of my life of drinking right God. and so i'd never been drunk hey, you before. guys know how zach doesn't drink <laughs> yeah let's let's make him remember why yeah check this out and then um hold my beer so it was first like you know easy shots whatever and then yeah. i started feeling pretty hammered and then he he, he made these what things. Is, hang on what is your experience because you're old enough to remember like i've guessed on the sort of drinking when they were like 12 so they yeah. don't really remember what is your experience like <clears throat> seeing everybody drink all the time not understanding understanding why everybody drinks but being like i don't do that now at 20 years old mm-hmm. you're drinking for the first time what is like are you like this is awesome or like this feels great or i feel great or this is terrible like i feel sick like what what's going through your head as you start drinking it well, the weird thing about starting to drink is like your entire life, your compl- your mind is almost, it's yours. Yeah. When you start drinking, the first thing I remember noticing is I would move this way and then whatever I was looking at followed by like a half second. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, all right, this is kind of like, you're more relaxed. This trippy, is kind of yeah. cool. And then, I mean, you don't know what your tolerance is when you first start yeah. drinking. Like, you know, it's low, but you're not, like I wasn't in drinking culture. So it was like, I didn't, 
really know what tolerance even was. Yeah. And then so uh took a few shots. It was all fine. It was great. You know, they had fireball. They were giving me, and it wasn't like, no one told me, oh, stick to one kind of liquor. It was like, let's yeah. do all no, of them. No one's giving you any yeah. kind of advice. <laughs> it's like, let's have fun. And so, you know, it was fireball, then tequila. It was just <sighs> everything. And then my- This is my nightmare. Yeah. And then I got, so it was straight alcohol at first. And then that's later in the night- got into mixed drinks and so my friend from louisiana uh started making these things called lunch boxes which i had never heard of ever right i've heard of some mixed drinks but it was like it was like orange juice captain morgan and then some other stuff and it didn't taste like that much alcohol but he wanted to fuck me up and so he gave me two of those and i finished them because i didn't like realize i I didn't register in my head oh you finish these quick it's gonna hit you i was just yeah you gotta finish it tastes like shit let's just finish it so i finished it And uh, there's some there's some chicks in the bathroom doing coke and whatnot, you know, college, classic college. And uh, actually, Zach, a lot of people would say that's not classic college. But <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was these. Meanwhile, my date's like making best friends with my friend from Louisiana's date in the bathroom. And uh, I I I, break I wonder it. what brings people together in the bathroom. Yeah, a little bit of sugar, and. Uh, I were in the bathroom, dude. I just, I just, I just yacked everywhere. So you just, did you feel it coming? Were you like, what's going on? Or I was like, I, 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 it hit me like maybe like ten minutes after I finished those lunch boxes. So you finished the second one. And you're finished like, the second All right, one, I guess. And, and then I you're just like, bomb. And I don't, I don't remember a lot of the night. It was a lot of fill in from yeah. my girlfriend at the yeah. time. And so, I, oh, she remembers. Yeah, she remembers. She was fucking. She was fine. She, she was wasn't that it. hammered because she wanted to make sure I. She was, okay. was on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was ready to go. And uh <clears throat> so she like a hawk watching yeah. everything. No, she dude, she had she had it locked down. Also probably because she may, didn't wanted to make sure other girls weren't trying anything. Yeah. But um with your lifeless body. Yeah, exactly. Just out on the floor. So you're just throwing up everywhere? Throwing up in the bathroom. She's like, all right, he needs to go home. And this was pretty it was towards the end of the night, so some of my buddies came out with me too. Yeah. Some of my roommates. And um we get back. And I don't remember walking back. I don't remember any yeah. of that. The next thing I remember is I'm I'm on the toilet taking a shit naked, fully naked. And my friend is taking care of me. Not even my girlfriend. My girlfriend's like in another room doing something. One of my friends is taking care of me. I like come back to it and like the fire alarm's going off. I have no idea what's going on, right? And uh, my friend was trying to keep my girlfriend from going to the bathroom. She's like, you do not need to see him like this. Yeah. And she was like, no, let me see. And I'm just fully naked sitting on the toilet, just blacked out. And um, so I, I you know, I don't remember getting back into bed, fell asleep, woke up the next morning. And so the cops came to our room because my friend had the fire alarm going because he made too much ramen or something. Oh, my God. And so uh, all everyone in the apartment was hammered. But yeah. like we're in our apartment, the cops aren't gonna do it. We're all twenty for the most part, twenty one. I was twenty, but yeah. But you're um, passed out in your room, like yeah. They have no idea I'm there, yeah. And so they were just like putting them off like that. And I woke up with like the gnar. I didn't know you could feel like that. I didn't know that was an option, you know. And then so for the the next entire year, I didn't take a sip of alcohol. I had uh, Colin Chamberlain on the show, and he said. This is the what you're describing is yeah. probably one of the best ways I've ever heard it put. He said, uh, very funny comic. He goes, I drank an entire like bottle of Svedka. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning and I thought to myself, I would rather die 
than continue to feel like this. Yeah, exactly. Like I would rather someone walk in here and just kill me. Yeah, because just pass like, away. You had no idea you could feel like that shitty. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not an option up until you start drinking. Yeah. You're like, all right, I felt shitty before so, sick or whatever. Yeah, but. yeah. But when you woke up the next day, you were like, I, I think I'm gonna die. Yeah. It was like your. It was like your brain and your head like weren't connected. This, yeah. yeah it, was, it was nuts. Um, How long did it take for you to bounce back from that hangover? Like a day or two? Yeah, probably like two or three days. Yeah. And because uh, I mean, people say this all the time. They're like, oh, well, when you're young, you bounce right back. In my experience, I don't know if it's, I don't know why, but in my experience, I would wake up, and a lot of times it's because I would give myself like minor alcohol. I've given myself yeah. major alcohol poisoning three times, but like a lot of times I'd be like on that <laughs> Dude, teetering on that line. All. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, so, uh, but I say that to be like, dude, in my 20s, I'd wake up with fucking gnarly hangovers every day. Yeah. And then I would just do a shot or two in the morning. You to get, get used rid to of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you're like, I never want to feel like this. So you didn't drink again for a whole nother year. For an entire year, I didn't drink until I was, even on my 21st birthday when I turned 21, I didn't drink. So you waited till the formal the next year? I waited till, what was the next time I drank? I don't even, honestly don't remember the exact next time I drank because that, from then on, it was like, all right, I'll drink on the weekends. Okay. Yeah. So then you started drinking and then you're like, oh, this is a thing that I do. Yeah. Now it's like we go out to party and my, the and then I soon realized my problem, I can't have like one drink. Yeah. Um, it's a, probably a lot of problem between yeah there you go <laughs> you know <laughs> do i know this is more than just drinks though <laughs> i know yeah um no i, I think it, it, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that coincide between athletes and addicts yeah because you time. have to have you have to go all in yeah you have yeah if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it and yeah. same thing with comedy it's, it's like we were talking about like eight months in you're like oh i need to fucking if we're gonna do yeah. this we're gonna crank it up exactly so it's a similar thing where it's like yeah like if i'm I mean, I have no desire to drink today, but if I, if I walked out of this room and I was like, I'm going to have a, a drink, it's like, why would I have a drink? Like, if I'm going to yeah. drink, I'm going to get fucked up. You have, like, yeah, there's a point. There's yeah. a mind it's like, altering. Why, yeah. Like, why like, would I? Yeah. So then you started drinking. What happened with uh, the spring break story? That's the last one I wanted to get into. Oh, so that, that was when I was at Elon. So I didn't okay. know Florida was a spring break destination until I got to the East Coast. Gang, gang, baby. Yeah, I had no idea. And so we get to the East Coast and uh, so I'm starting to- the, uh, the soccer formal that was at Elon as well, correct? Soccer formal was at Cal Poly. Okay, yeah. you did say that. And I, right, I yeah. transferred because you said two years in, so I keep thinking when you're 20, you're at Elon, but you were a year, you were a year. Yeah, because I took ahead. a gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I took a gap year. Um, and then I yeah transferred to Elon, and I, I wanted to you know let the guys know that I'm 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 down for a good time, yeah. right? So the first party we went to, whatever, I uh, killed a bottle of. Uh, barefoot wine and this is in florida this is in elon this is in elon okay i'm okay. leading up to the, the florida yeah, yeah. stuff and uh it was the first party at elon and it was you know it was fun gnarly hangover yeah wine, um, is wine will sugar, just destroy you yeah and so then they were like all right this guy's fun let's let's bring him to florida the new guy's here baby yeah, we're having let's a good go. time dude we're having a good time as dusty um, says we're having a good time yeah and uh little did they know i can't you can't hang. I can't hang at all. And and the, you were just like it's the same thing you were talking about sending your fucking film yeah. to recruit. You're like I can hang, guys. guys come I on. can hang. <laughs> Look at watch this, this film. I got this. Yeah. Chug a bottle of wine. You're like, see, see, I'm, I'm hammered. Yep, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and and uh, I didn't drink too much like while I was at when I first got there because it's like you're leaving all your best friends at Cal yeah. Poly, and so I didn't feel like I fit in. But I, I went out whatever the first night, had a good time. And then uh, went to Florida with them, 
And this was went to Florida when COVID was starting. So mid mid as a person Florida. from Florida, I'm gonna say, what's COVID? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, that's the thing is when they when it first came about, they were like, I know what COVID is. Uh, COVID's <laughs> yeah. you going home. Yeah, and so uh, we get there, and it was like a pretty shitty hotel. It was me and three of my European teammates, so a kid from Germany and two kids from Denmark. And the kid from Germany was like six four, could have like looked like yeah, a tight you said end. Kid from Germany. Yeah, yeah we got enormous. It. And I've never seen a human be able to consume alcohol. Like this guy. Yeah. And uh, so immediately we get there, whatever, you know, start drinking and whatnot. And um, it's probably like the second day we met these girls on the beach. And they were probably, I don't know, I was 21 because that's when I transferred. They were probably 21, 22. And uh, my my roommate, Peter, he's like, German, people, gr- girls are just attracted to this dude. He's like 6'4", yeah. blue eyes, German guy. And Again, uh, they fought a whole war over that look. Yeah. Big time. Big time. And uh, the girl that We're he, all familiar. Yeah. There was, there was probably, I think there was like three or four girls in that group. Peter, my, my buddy had been talking to one of them. And so we go back to our hotel and mm-hmm. we're all just hanging out. And, and my my teammate and this girl are laying in bed. And uh, me and my other two teammates are just like talking to these girls. And we like look over. And are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, we're drinking. We're hammered. Yeah. We're all plastic. Just and we were on the beach, sun, like yeah. you just dehydrate, yeah. you know, just You're done. fucked up. And you know, like the next day is going to be the worst thing ever. And you're only consumed like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that yeah. day. You know, it's nothing. And we look over and we see it. My my teammate like slightly moving his hips, <laughs> right? Just like like barely moving his while he's laying, spooning this girl in bed. Yeah. And so we, we look over and it's like he's trying not to make noise, but we hear like a tidy creak in the bed and everyone just looks over and he's like slightly moving his hips. So he was, and we're like, no fucking way. And so my hand, my friend from Denmark, who's just blacked out, goes over and rips the covers off. No, fully fucking. Dude. In, so he's yeah. having sex with this girl in front of his three friends in front of, in front of his three friends. He thought we were just weren't going to notice. Right. And, and it was making like the slight, like if you, the funniest image ever is watching somebody trying to, trying to fuck soft you yeah. know like softly trying not to make yeah. any noise like you're, you're like grandparents house or something you know? <laughs> and so he was doing that but with us around and immediately ripped off the covers and we just all died yeah laughing. i would we be like, like are you fucking you kidding tried me? this dude <laughs> what did he say uh he didn't stop oh yeah, yeah really he was, he was like guys come on and he pulled the covers back and just kept <laughs> soft like he didn't like he didn't stop and we were all fucking just dying laughing. We're like, all right, dude, we're just going to go to the pool, man. So you just left? Yeah, we just yeah. went to the pool. God, man. Yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah. that was a fun. That was fun, man. Thanks for coming on. No, dude, it was a ton of fun. I yeah. appreciate you having me. This we got to have you back on time. eventually. Yeah, you, absolutely. You sent me a bunch of stories, and we only got to like three or four of them. So. I know. I got some good drinking stories. Plug everything one more time. Plug the show. Plug your uh, uh, social media, the whole deal. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a, sh- we got a show coming up probably mid-August um, called Thin Crust Comedy. Um, we're looking at a few venues right now, but um, follow me on Instagram, Zach underscore Didonato. That's where I'll post all the stuff for Think Crust, and then also on TikTok, uh, Zach underscore Didonato. But uh, Brennan, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for I coming appreciate out, man. It. It's a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the website. I got dates coming up at Greenwich Village. I'll be in Philly in uh, October, so check it out, uh, BrennanTComedy.com. We'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Oh.